Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Brooke. And we're coming to you today from our respective home offices in Portland, Oregon. And as we mentioned last week, things are still changing faster than ever in the events industry. So again, we reached out to some experts to help give us insights into what event professionals are doing to quickly pivot their event strategy. And today we're talking to Carrie Lambert, who is the Senior Director of Strategic Accounts at Cvent, and Kelly Kopek, Manager of Product Marketing at Cvent. They bring a fresh perspective on how to handle events, changing course with everything that's happening. That's right. And they talk quite a bit about how hoteliers and planners should now, more than ever, be working together to shift events, whether that means canceling, postponing, or pivoting to virtual. Yeah, and they shared a lot of good information you'll find valuable, and we have some additional resources to share with you too. So let's get to our conversation with Carrie and Kelly. So thank you guys so much for joining. Kelly and Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about your background and where you are now with Cvent? Hi, Brooke. Hi, Cody. Nice to be here with you today. I'm joining you from my home office in Arlington, Virginia. My name is Carrie Lambert. I currently serve as the Senior Director of Customer Success for Cvent. I've been here for nine years leading a team of 75 people globally who support our customers on the best way to leverage the Cvent technology. I'm here today because prior to joining Cvent, I spent 10 years as a meeting professional, mainly in the association market, handling meetings in size from 10 people all the way up to about 2,000. And hi, Brooke. Hi, Cody. Hi, listeners and viewers. Happy to be here with you today from my work from home setup. I'm Kelly Kopek, and I'm currently working for Cvent um, since last year as a product marketer for solutions that help connect planners with hoteliers. I also have about a decade of experience working for hotel chains and 50 plus properties in managing their group's business. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. I'm going to dive right in here though and ask you just right off the bat, you know, when have you experienced crisis management in the past? Yeah. So the hotels that I previously worked with were based throughout Mexico and the Caribbean. And these regions certainly saw a fair share of crises over the years that affected travelers around the world. Um, There were crises that involved traveler concerns about crime and safety. Uh, There were natural disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes. And uh, looking back a bit to 2014, and there was a hurricane called Hurricane Odile. It was really, really catastrophic. And after that storm, the area required a major rebuilding effort with many months of hotel closures. Another scenario that we had to adapt to was in 2016 there was widespread concern around the Zika virus and that majorly affected travel to Mexico. Um, So, you know, with those examples, there were definitely a lot of situations where we had to deal with the crisis and it required us to think on our feet and be prepared with a plan. I remember as an example, being on site at an event at one of the hotels that I worked for and attendees were coming from the airport and, and weren't able to get to the hotel because the dirt road in front of them literally flooded um, because of torrential downpours. So um, in situations like that, it's really important to have a plan. You have to spring into action quickly. You have to come up with that plan and you have to handle it in the moment. So although none of us has dealt with anything like COVID-19 before, similar to Kelly, I have dealt with other crises, including natural disasters like hurricanes, snowstorms that have stranded attendees, I also lived through the SARS outbreak in 2002. My most 
unique one I'll say was when the FBI came undercover to one of my events to uh, arrest one of my attendees. But that, that's a story for a different podcast. <laughs> but needless to say, I've, I've seen quite a few crises. Well, what I think is so interesting about having you both on the podcast or video cast today is that you have these different experiences, both being planners and the hotelier perspective. So how do you work with your fellow planners and hoteliers to build a crisis management strategy? There's definitely no playbook for the perfect crisis management strategy, because when you think about it, there's no two crises that look exactly alike. Um, and even when you think you're prepared, you may not actually be prepared. So it's so important to work with your team to put together a plan to be prepared as much as possible. Because when a situation comes up, you won't be working from scratch and can react in a much faster way. So some of the specific ways from my experience um, that we work together to build a formal plan was by forming a task force. Um, with, with really important stakeholders from members of hotel sales and marketing to um, players in revenue management, distribution, and even public relations. Um, so together we would gather and align on a formal plan. So the importance of forming this task force was to ensure every audience was considered in a strategy. We even had a checklist that spanned across all these departments and basically listed what tools and tactics we could enable to help deal with that crisis. Um, when a situation actually did arise and we would have to enact all these strategies, one of the most important things we determined early on was what exactly are we communicating out through these tactics in the checklist? Um, and what is that message for each audience? You know, in the hotel world, you have to think about a lot of different audiences. You have to think about hotel guests, you have to think about tour operators, you have to think about travel agents and meeting planners, and all of them might be concerned about different things. So it's really important to nail that message for each group in the planning process. From a planner perspective, in my experience, it's been thinking about what's the worst that could happen. So whether it is a global pandemic, like what we're going through now, maybe it's a catastrophic weather event, like we've mentioned, a hurricane, a snowstorm, or even something like a threat of violence. You know, active shooters are, are something that is happening fairly regularly. It, it can be scary to think through those things, but the unfortunate fact is that we'll, we'll probably have to deal with it at some time during our, our professional planning lives. So thinking through the questions like, if you had to report out on where all of your meetings are taking place at any one time, how will you go about doing that? You have to think about if you have to evacuate all of your attendees, either from a particular venue or from a certain geographic location, are you able to do that? Are you able to report on it? And then how will you go about evacuating it? I love that Kelly was talking about the different audiences to whom we have to communicate. It's also thinking through that communication plan as part of your crisis plan, who is going to be communicating? Is that up to the planner? Is that going to be the CEO? And what are the different channels that you'll use to do that? Will that be via social media? Is it email? Is it through your mobile app? So these things, they, they can be scary to think about, but that's the important part of it because the only thing that we can control is our reaction to it. And if we have a plan in place, at least it gives you that amount of comfort do you have an idea of, of how you can react to it? 
Gosh, yeah, I totally, totally get that. I know that having a crisis management strategy is so critical, especially nowadays, but sometimes you don't even know what this crisis is going to look like until you're in it. I'm just curious, like what has been going on in your life in the last two weeks? I feel like I can safely probably speak on behalf of the world where it's just nothing that we've seen before. It's been a hectic and a, a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, We are working with our customers as they're making difficult decisions right now about whether to postpone, to cancel events, whether to move them virtually, helping consult on the the best way to leverage the technology to do that. I will say, though, I've also seen the optimism of our industry because there is this sense of we know that we will come through this. We know we will get to the point again where we're meeting face to face. So working with a lot of of colleagues and customers right now on initiatives and plans that we need to put into play now so that we're prepared for when we are meeting face-to-face. I think I can speak for others as well when I I think about myself and and kind of what I've been going through. Um, It's been certainly a tough balancing act with everything going on. Uh, you know, concerning uh, the overall health of ourselves, our families and friends, and even working from home with, you know, the rest of my family in the house and adapting to the situation, thinking about our economy as a whole. So there's a lot going on, I think, for all of us. And and we think about um, professionally, you know, that blow that this has taken on our industry, the meetings and events industry. And there's so much uncertainty when you think about that as well. So I think um, kind of the light at the end of the tunnel or even the light in this current situation and, and what Carrie alluded to is kind of the, the positivity that's coming out of all of this and the overall theme of kind of we're, we're going to get through this together. And specific to us, the in-persons, in the in-person event and the, all of the events industry will resume and go on in the future. So in the meantime, during um, this, this, during this time, it's important for hotels, it's important for meeting planners to do what they can to adapt to the situation and work together to prepare for the future for a time when business does go back to that new normal. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of planners saying that, I mean, some of them are super, super busy right now because they are trying to figure out how to pivot their live event into maybe a virtual one or talking about postponing. You know, others are focusing a lot on planning. For those that have maybe a little bit of downtime right now, what would you recommend that planners and marketers do with this time? So I'm, I'm sensitive in my response because I want to be sensitive to people who may be sick right now, people who have family members who are sick. We're, we're all just dealing with uh, different situations than we've ever dealt with before. However, I do think that an unprecedented event like this, it, there's opportunities that are available for us. We talk a lot in the industry about elevating the role of the meeting professional and this could be an opportunity to do that. So I am, am encouraging my colleagues, I'm trying to do this myself in my own work, of using this opportunity to think about the big picture questions, looking at our meetings programs as a whole and thinking about how we can improve them. As we're making these decisions about going virtual or postponing, 
it is that opportunity to show our strategic thinking skills to our C-suite to put forth ideas. Now it's difficult right now because we're all trying to make decisions relatively quickly and no one knows exactly what that right decision is. So it's possible you could put something out there and it's wrong, but I do think it's, it's the time for that action right now, the time to put forth those ideas. Uh, because it is that time where we've never seen anything like it. So it opens up those opportunities. So right now, I think once you've kind of assessed your situation in terms of deciding which events you're canceling, um, which events you're postponing or, or pivoting to virtual, you should think to the future. When travel policies let up, when hotels are open, and when uh, in-person events are back on, Think to yourself, what can I do now to prepare for that time? There's a ton of content to absorb that can help you for when this recovery period begins. You could start looking at venues right now to host for your late 2020 and 2021 events because um, before you know it, all that space may be booked up because everyone's looking to reschedule events during this time. You can reevaluate and create new content for your next event program. Um, there's so much that can make you better prepared to accelerate your future programs right now during this time. Yeah, I've even heard of some hotels already being booked up for late Q3, Q4. So there's a lot of, of opportunity there, I think. Um, but again, yeah, being really sensitive to, to the situation that's at hand right now. Yeah, and you know, my question that I have is like, this seems kind of overwhelming for a lot of people. This whole situation is just really crazy, but when you're confronted with something as serious as this, where would you even start? Yeah, so I think meeting planners are kind of pros at this. They have to plan for every what if scenario. And um, also hotels have to think about this as well. It's not just meeting planners. So just as meeting planners have, should have full visibility into their events program, they should know what's going on, where and when, a hotel should also have full visibility into their group's business, and they, they should be able to assess that impact um, to understand the overall financial health. So in um, my previous role, we used to track at-risk business during a crisis. If a customer had reached out in any way, shape, or form, we would keep a trackable log of all those conversations so we could analyze at risk or lost business. By having this visibility into the business being impacted, we had more power to make in informed decisions on how to pivot our strategies and regain that business in different ways. So I think we all know because we're in the meetings and events industry that this is a really tight knit community. We value relationships. It feels like everyone knows everyone. And um, during this time, I think it's more important than ever for meeting and event planners and their hotels to work together based on their personalized situations. So they could start by um, building relationships that are already there or new relationships with hotels and establish rapport um, between the meeting planner and the hotel. So when we're looking at business um, on the books that is at potential risk, the cancellation of that group business shouldn't be the only outcome. In situations of working for a large chain, you know, there are other options. You can offer other hotels if space is limited. You can work with planners to postpone that event. You can change your attrition clauses to be more lenient. And if cancellation is inevitable and the only option, 
hopefully the organization, um, the meeting planner organization can track their canceled space and use it for a credit in the future. And for planners that are in that difficult position of, of canceling, postponing right now, our best advice is communicating early and often through a variety of channels, like we mentioned earlier, about status updates, what your plans are. The difficult part right now is that things are changing so frequently day to day, but our attendees are also a bit more understanding of that right now. So silence is obviously not the answer for any of us and uh, pushing communication as, as often as possible is so helpful. As planners, I think taking our tone into consideration is so important right now as well. When we're on site, we know that how we come across to our attendees can set the tone. If, if we are calm, it helps others remain calm as well. Keeping those things in mind, even if we're sending communications virtually, is just as important. And then the, the flexibility part of it, being flexible with each other, partnering with each other, like Kelly mentioned, and being empathetic with our attendees in terms who may be frightened to travel, even in the future, for example, uh, for all the questions that we may be getting about cancellation policies and how we're working with our partners and our attendees, just more important than ever right now. Great. Coming from a marketing perspective and event marketing, yeah, that tone, being really cognizant of what's happening and what our audience could be going through is so important. Um, and Carrie, maybe this is a, a question for you, but when you're thinking about events, like how do you even start? How do you even decide if you need to cancel or if you need to postpone or pivot to virtual? Like, what does that decision even look like? There's two major things that I recommend keeping in mind. One is a risk assessment and the risk assessment changes rapidly as well. So three weeks ago, when the planners were considering the risk assessment for their meetings, and considering whether to cancel at the time, it was about what's the risk to our attendees if they are traveling from a particular geographic location, for example. Now that risk assessment has changed to if we cancel or postpone this event, what's the risk to the organization of what will happen, either to the bottom line, if it is an event that has fees that's generating revenue, or if it's just an event that's very important to operations. The second part of it is considering the goals and objectives of that meeting. Can it be, can all those objectives be met if you take it virtually, for example? So something like an event that was solely based on networking, one may think that you really can't take that virtual. However, this is also a time of great creativity. And I just heard an example this week, for example, of a wine tasting that was meant to be in person they're now taking virtually and they're shipping the wine to the attendees. So while keeping those initial goals and objectives is of course should be at the forefront, also take into consideration the, the creative part of it and how you may be able to achieve those same objectives virtually. Such a good point. I love the taking a wine tasting virtual. Maybe I can get in on that too. That sounds like a fun time. Um, and I know it's crazy times right now, you know, we're all dealing with a lot and things are changing so quickly, but um, on the flip side, we do see that recovery is probably in the future here soon. It could even possibly accelerate, you know, so we're all kind of preparing for that. What should planners and marketers and hoteliers be keeping in mind for the long term? 
Yeah, so I think we all realize that there are going to be challenges with the economy and resuming this business as usual mentality. But I think us all going through this unprecedented time, um, as you mentioned, Brooke, we are more prepared than ever and we're prepared for any future unforeseen crises. So when this recovery period does begin, I truly believe that the event industry will be stronger and more resilient. And I think everyone will understand the importance of these lessons that we learned. They'll be more prepared. They'll know a thing or two about crisis management and have this plan to recover. So I think this acceleration period is going to be um, the best time yet for the meetings and events industry. Gosh, I have to agree. I mean, it sounds like you guys know a ton about this stuff. And for our listeners out there, I'm just wondering, like, what resources are you using to stay up to date with, you know, crisis management strategies? I'm sure that they want to know. So I'm serving on the MPI International Board of Directors this year. I'm a, a little bit biased about the content that they're putting out, but they really have collated a fantastic collection of articles that they're updating daily with industry news, with information from different organizations, both in and outside of the industry. That website is mpi.org slash tools slash coronavirus. Highly recommend checking that one out. I think we all are getting inundated with content, but there's so much good stuff out there right now. I like to stay up to date with GBTA. They're doing um, timely weekly uh, polls to give insights into the current view and impact of the holistic meetings and travel landscape. I'm also keeping up to date with the content that uh, Skift, Event Manager Blog, and MeetingsNet are putting out. They're putting out a lot of good content around trends and shifts in the industry. Yeah, I've been checking out those GBTA, like every 10 days they're repolling. It's a really interesting data that they're, they're providing out to the industry. I have to thank you both so much for joining today on this very special edition video cast. Wow, it was really great hearing from two different perspectives, you know, both hoteliers and planners. Oh my gosh, I agree. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us this week on the How Great Events Happen podcast. To get more episodes and exclusive content, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. And we also recorded this as a video cast that will be available on Cvent's YouTube channel soon. So if any of you out there are also listening and handling event shifts to virtual or postponing and have tips or tricks they'd like to share, please let us know by emailing us at podcast at cvent.com. We would love to have you on the show. So we'll have another great episode next week and we hope to see you then. Bye. Bye.